Every leader has problems. Increasing your leadership intensity won't fix them in a healthy way. You need an increase of clarity. From starting businesses, leading multiple nonprofit organizations, both large and small, and a full family life, Dr. Chris McAllister learned how to shift his thinking to thrive. He will help you order your internal world so you can lead your external world. Welcome to the Site Shift Lead Podcast with Chris McAllister. Coming fresh at you for this podcast after a day of coaching, a six-mile run in the sun, and a midday beer. So uh, how crazy is that, Adam? What a Dude, day. <laughs> what a, yeah. yeah. People are going to think that we like uh, live life on a vacation. Like we're like, you know, like some of those internet marketing coaches, guru people who are like, oh, just podcasting from my yacht today. You know? <laughs> If they could see me <laughs> yeah. in the corner of my bedroom, oh, with man. sheets on the floor, and yeah. the real stuff. And my, my, so my wife is in the other part of our studio. You might be able to hear some chatting in the background. And she, they're doing a photo shoot. She she just booked like three different clients. Uh, she booked a ton of work yesterday. So a ton of good stuff for our business. And I was most excited in like prepping and practicing for the for our conversation today on the podcast, which makes neither of us any money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Hey, can you guys be quiet? Cause you're doing, Never mind. I'll be, I'll try and be quiet. <laughs> That's awesome. I love yeah. the way that you compared that. Well, so guys, for those listening in peeps, pals, friends, the, it happened, you know, like I told you in the last podcast, Adam and I are hanging out and just started asking me some questions, helped me get out of my own way and shrink down some ideas and lessons. And he did it again uh, with the conversation we're going to have today on really what are some key things that like I'm doing, not even a a year full-time in with SightShift, riding the crazy waves. Uh, You know, I'm coming out of a space where over a year ago I had three jobs, um, leading in a nonprofit, I'm doing site shift and I'm teaching uh, three classes at a university. And you could have told me, "Hey, a year from now, you're gonna you're gonna face some pain, like you can't imagine. You can't keep up with your inbox. Uh, it's gonna be tough. You're gonna have to relearn and unlearn tons of things." And I'm like, "You're crazy. I got like." Three major things going on, teams I'm building, email, blah, blah, blah. And and occasionally, Adam, you would kind of say, like, not that direct, but stuff like that. No, I was that direct. I would say, I would just look at you and be like, dude, when you own the business, it's going to be so different. (laughs) I'm sure you did, and I blocked it out because that reality has just hit so hard. Um, And I haven't done it perfect. Um, There was a time when uh, March and April where I had trouble falling asleep. I think I said this on an earlier podcast, and it was like, hey, let me find a Benadryl and a beer. Um, Mm -hmm. And really had to rebuild my ability to sleep again. I've had to do that twice. And so for me, I'm living out sight shift constantly. And so you want to go back and listen to week six and seven, how to build that internal place. Because honestly, that is my main source of fuel. Mm. I was just telling Adam a story before we hopped on the podcast here about sitting in some dark corn. Maybe I'll tell that story one day. <laughs> uh, but that's week seven and, and six and seven for me, and that's, that's key. But what Adam drew out in our conversation were some things that I've been doing that have been making a massive difference for me. 
that we thought we'd chat about. And so, yeah, man, let's jump in. Yeah, no, so I I guess we keep coming to this conversation of like we both, all of the ambitious people that we talk to every day in either of our businesses go through times that are a lot harder than they think, like when they're starting. When you start a business, like the first month, everyone's super pumped. When we started, when we started my business, um, our brother-in-law moved in and lived in the same apartment with us because um, he had hopped out of college. Anyways, him and I just like hung out almost every day starting at like 2 p.m. And it just felt like we had all the freedom in the world that we had, we had cheated life and we're winning. And it's, it seems like that when it starts. And then you get into the like sort of the thick of it and it gets hard and exhausting. And it's like every day is another thing that breaks that you have to fix. And everybody goes through that. Nobody talks about that when they're sort of on the other end of it and they're successful. And so I've noticed that you have done a bunch of things sort of just in your personal life to help you stay clear-headed and energized and fighting off that burnout or that exhaustion or that sort of like, I don't, it's probably like a little bit, it's like a low grade depression that, that, um, goes through business owners. Our friend Sean says it, he has, he quotes his mom where he says owning a business is like having a constant headache. Um, and I think anybody who has like an ambitious project that they're always working on feels that way. But so talk to me about some of the things that you found that have been energizing and inspiring or have kept you able to wake up every day and embrace the challenges to take on the things that are difficult to like work through the hard stuff in the midst of the crap. Yeah. Dude, I love the way you're framing that. Uh, for me, you know, first and foremost, there there are no shoulds. I mean, I'm rejecting the thing that everybody says I can't do. So uh, people say you shouldn't check email first thing in the morning. Um, it actually works great for me to check email first thing in the morning. Um, it, everybody's got a different flow, vibe, rhythm. I can check it first thing in the morning, and it doesn't hijack my agenda. You know, people are like, it's somebody else's agenda for you, or it triggers your emotions. And really, those things aren't happening. Instead, uh, occasionally it happens because, you know, when you're starting out, and we invested everything we had into a startup seven years ago uh, so that, you know, that just maxed everything out. So this one has been much crazier as far as like, hey, it's growing, but you have these ups and downs as that arc is headed up when those downs hit. I mean, yeah, you're getting some, you know, emails about bills or whatever, and that, and that can trigger some emotions. So it's true to say that that can happen occasionally, but I want to get activated on things that are happening. Maybe it's something that I'm reading that inspires me. Maybe it's a client. I need to pay attention to something that's happening, or there's an opportunity that I need to focus on. Um, I mean, I could go through tons of things that people say you shouldn't. So you, do you, you legit just wake up and flip open the computer? Is that like the first thing? No, it's my phone. So I, uh, you know, I, this is lame but I'm pretty sore from just different exercises that I do. <laughs> from and being I, old. From being old and doing <laughs> exercises. So I roll out of the bed and I do this stretch. And while I'm stretching. Just like straight onto the ground? Like straight onto the ground. I do this <laughs> weird stretch of, you know, like my legs. And I check my email on my phone. Um I mean, I, it's like I need cool things to happen often. This is amazing. 
I want to. We need to upload a picture with the <laughs> notes on the show of whatever stretch that is. Because right now my imagination is just like running wild, and I hope everyone that's listening has the same thing going on. It's totally horrified now. <laughs> so then, why would okay? So I I find it incredibly energizing not to check my email. Like for me, like the first two hours of my day after waking up, I just stay incredibly selfish. Um, and I only do the stuff I want to do. And it's so like, why, why are people so different? Yeah. I mean, I get into that space where I need to do what I'm going to do, which we can hit in a second. But, uh, for me, you know, I'm okay leaving somebody in what they think is a crisis for a little bit. Uh, (laughs) and that's just like, that's just, it's just different wiring. Yeah. You know, if I was, if I was wired up, um, to be more moved by that, then I then I don't need to do that, right? You sound so you sound so like heartless right now. No, I don't mean it that way. I mean everybody <laughs> thinks everything is a crisis. You uh, know, yeah. Oh just, my gosh, dude. Because in my business, it's like someone's someone has like urgent um, my Twitter widget on my site that's not up yet is not linking to the right place. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get those are crisis crises. Losing business by the second. No, you're not getting any business through Twitter. So yeah, right. Don't right. even try to tell me that. <laughs> which you're really honest about that. I love that uh, with right. people. But so the idea is figure out what works for you. And honestly, yeah. it just works for me. So reject those things that people say you can't do. Mm. Which takes me then to the second thing is I am going to start off my day so that the rest of the day feels like a bonus. Mm. And it's different for everybody. Yeah, that's good. But here's what I know my jam is, and I've just figured this out the hard way. Um, I can't, I love trail running. I wish I could trail run every afternoon um, and eat pancakes for for dinner every night. Uh, (laughs) Neither of those work for my family's flow and rhythm. Gotcha. Uh, So what's This podcast is like the, you're like, this is like going to be the personal life. Like somewhere, this is going to be the one that they like leave your. After you're gone, they're going to leave your kids this episode and be like, "This is what your dad was like." <laughs> or <laughs> down, or the one that kills the the traffic momentum that we have. Oh no, that's not true. <laughs> but so I I know that I need to sweat, meditate, and create, and so um, I'm doing all three of those things every morning. Uh, I mean, really, I may have missed in the last few months because when I was like couldn't go to sleep uh, a few months ago, you don't try to stop something bad. You replace it with something good. Mm. So I want to not try to, you know, rebuild my ability to sleep by stopping something. I want to exhaust myself so that I pass out. Um, And then so, yeah, for me, it's 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 sweating and I'm going to get some exercise in and I'm going to get sauna time in, which you and I've been talking about that. Dude, sauna time is the best. Where's that been my whole life? Uh, Because it simulates that feeling like today. I ran in the heat for an hour. I love that. I love that feeling. So sauna simulates that feeling. And after a workout, I'll have that sweat, super cold shower, as cold as I can get it. And then I have meditation space. Uh, there's a field near my house I love to just sit out in. Or it's at a cafe right before the day's coaching meetings start, um, whatever it looks like. And then that's when I'm going to be most activated to create. And so typically there's some ideas that I have about, you know, how am I going to get that book project going? How am I going to do this? How am I going to take 
the week eight conversation in our first coaching program deeper? How do I make the third coaching program tighter? You know, it just there's just something that I feel some discontent on in a good way that I want to make better. And gotcha. that sweat, meditate, create, it's just the rhythm that I've found so that the rest of the day is a bonus. If I've got to run errands the rest of the day, which I hate doing and do very little of, you know, maybe two hours in a week at most is running errands. Um, you know, I hate it. I hate doing those. But if I'm running errands, oh, it's okay. I had my morning time. Like, mm. it totally relaxes me. Yeah, yeah. trying to fight all day to get that. And I know you get it because... You've yeah, I, so my... Same. Yeah, so, so much of my day is... A, can be about popping in and out of different projects. Probably like four to six hours of my day is serving people as things pop up. Uh, and so the first two hours of my day being incredibly selfish, that was something that I developed probably you and I having this conversation where, um, where I, where I was like, I need to do these things so that when I'm running around taking care of other people, um, or serving them or helping them out or helping projects come together, I am not going to feel like I couldn't take care of myself because uh, my, my, I'm prone to not care for myself. Uh, so I just got to make sure I get that done at the beginning of the day and then everything else is gravy after that. And the, we're taught that like that's the backward way of going about it. So I think yeah. there are people probably listening to the podcast that could do this right now. I'll pause for it. And this is going to feel weird, but saying it out loud helps. My needs aren't a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, let's be, let's let him say it out loud. Three, two, one. There oh, you go. Was, that was so good. I Dude, could, I moved. That was powerful. <laughs> Thank you, listener, for saying that. Thanks, mom. We could be like an old, like uh, a <laughs> spiritual, like a spiritual, like a highly, I don't know, it's like a Pentecostal pastor, something where they'd be like, is there someone named? Steve, who just said that out loud. Fletch lives. Uh, Chevy Chase, he does that. He's like, Billy oh, really? Bob, Billy Bob's here. <laughs> Billy Bob has a hemorrhoid. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's, uh, awesome. it's so good. But That's good. The, the thing that says, I've got to figure out how I start my day. And not everybody can do it, and I get it. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, I would love to wake up naturally every day between 6 and 7. For me to get that sweat, meditate, create, I wake up at 5.30. That's just, but I don't have the battle at bedtime. I'm mm. exhausted and I pass yeah. out. And that's, you know, how I feel morning and night is so key to that. And part of the, the starting the day so the rest is a bonus and, and not enough is said about this is just nutrition. Learn what makes you feel amazing. You can eat and feel sluggish and tired and you can eat and feel energized and I promise you that you could look at my expenses and go, man, when I look at what you spend, you care more about what you eat than what you wear. Uh, you haven't bought clothes in forever, but you're spending money on this, you know, acai bowl or whatever. That's my current weirdo jam. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, you feel so good. Yeah. And you tip the scale to your favor. To really be in a space that you're dynamic, you're engaged, you're giving your best to others, you're solving problems at a higher level. I wonder, so what's, what's crazy, because we're, ta- we're going to get into like talking like personal trainers or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, pretty quick. But Save I think us. to myself, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, because that's where I want to go. I'm, because I'm just fascinated, I'm fascinated with like blood flow, right? 
Um, and so much of what you talk about, even with your morning and nutrition and exercise and sleep is about keeping your blood flow awesome. Um, as far as what it does to your body. Anyways, who cares? That's not what we're talking about. But I love it. What I wanted to say was it, it blows my mind when I sit across the table from so many people who sometimes they're like stressed out of their mind with their business. And I want to look at it and I want to say, could you just like go to the gym like every day for two weeks and, and your business will change because you will change. Yeah. And I, and I think so, so much, I did this for two years straight where I had spent, I had no time to take care of myself because my business was always, there's always more stuff to do. There is always forever. There will always be more things to do that you could do or spend time on or whatever. And it wasn't until I started spending time on myself and going to the gym every day and eating a little differently and sleeping way better that everything else stuff clicked a ton. And if you don't have that, like, so I have the data on this, like, you know, we'll get into tasks in a little bit, but like three jobs, I got 60 to 80 tasks a week on average. Now it's probably 30 to 50. Mm. It takes like those 30 to 50. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, why do I have 12 things moving forward from yesterday to today that didn't get done? Um, and yeah, starting my day so that the rest is a bonus just tips the scale. And it just, you know, from 48% to 51% in my favor. Um, so I'm rejecting the thing they say I can't do. I'm starting the day so the rest is a bonus. Um, and then this has been huge. And I'd rather, just since we were talking about tasks, go ahead and go into that. I keep a watch over, like, actually what I'm doing with my time. Um, and. And I'm going to talk about how I screw up at this and how I'm a crazy man with it. But if – and I do this with people when I walk through uh, their schedule and our follow-up program to the initial one. It's on mission and we walk through and we build the schedule. I, I help them break down their tasks into like A tasks, B tasks, C tasks. And the easiest, quickest way to define this is this. A tasks energize you. B are neutral. C drain you. A, because you get energy from them. You're excited to do them. B, you have to ramp up. C, you should never be doing. Um, you've just got to figure out, like, some way, somehow, you're never doing those things. And I do a little bit of C right now just because of the size of the business. Um, and and that's just the nature of things. And me loving the business where it's at means that it's it's smaller than things I've led in the past. Um, so I don't have the resources necessary, necessarily to delegate those things, but I'm watching it. I'm like, Ooh, I can't have C task creep in here. I'm careful about B because I got to do those things that I love doing. That's fascinating. I've got to go secure funds. What are a couple of ways? Okay. No, no, go ahead. Okay. So the next question I want to ask, I want to dive into that because I'm so curious about getting C tasks off of my plate. Cause it's not something I normally think about. Mm-hmm. What, what are some, how do you get C tasks off of your plate? Is there, is there like, um, tips, tricks, and hacks as far as how to eliminate C tasks that you don't actually have to do? What are a lot of people that you're working with? What are C tasks that they, um, end up doing that they don't need to do? Or is there like some wizard place that you outsource a lot of those C-level type of tasks? 
Okay, here's the thing, and this is the paradoxical issue of how this works. Figure out A tasks and keep throwing wood on that fire. They crowd the C tasks out, and life just keeps working out. Um, like, so for me, what activates me big time, speaking and coaching and putting out resources for site shift. You know, like that's it. Um, this, this podcast to me is an A task, but it makes like no necessarily bottom line dollars for site shift. So some would look at my schedule and go, you got to stop doing that because it's not making money. Right. And it's not an A task. You're delusional. And I'd say it will. I'm just, uh, it's one of those things that I can't help but do it. I'm passionate about it. It's fun. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, even if it doesn't, but one day it will because I'm passionate about it and I keep doing it and it's fun. <laughs> uh, it's huh. paradoxical, but if, if you're passionate and keep doing it, it's fun. You're going to grow at it. You're going to get better at it. You know, uh, we've had just a crazy explosion in our traffic. Nothing's come from it directly yet. We'll see. Who knows? You, yeah. You know, your this mom be the part listens of, now and my mom listens. We went from two to four listens a month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife actually just, she told me this last night, but she just plays the episode because she knows that you like to see um, the stats, just stats. So <laughs> uh, she does that and she subscribes and she, uh, she reviews it on iTunes uh, as much as she can. So um, this is where we cut in. This is where we'll cut in and do our sponsorship because it actually is making a ton of money. Uh, right. So you can like cut in the sponsorship audio right now we at this should. part, at this point of the podcast. I'm going to do it hypnotically. <laughs> um, uh, rather that's than funny. Direct. <laughs> well, but so for me, like yeah. that's an A task. It crowds out C tasks. But it doesn't look like an A task as far as in some people's eyes, right? Totally. Okay. So we're trying, we're trying to crazy book thing that I don't want to go into a ton of detail on, but... Uh, you know, we've got a book we're working on and another one we want to do. And that's an A. Could I find out about that somewhere? Um, com forward slash Pathfinder is still up, I think. Um, that's okay. probably the easiest, quickest way people find okay, out cool. about it. But yeah, thanks for asking that. But so like that crowds out my ability to respond to a ton of things around me that just don't matter. And, and there's an anxiety that people feel that are, they're like, I have to, I have to respond to everything around me and I can't relax. Mm. No, I don't. I'm taking care of the people that we're serving as a company. I'm not ignoring that, but like straight up, I mean, I've had people make me feel guilty for like, you know, why won't you meet with me this weekend? And I'm like, I just can't. I want to be available and help people all I can, um, but I just can't do it. Right. And that seems like hardcore. It's not. If I'm secure Gosh. in who I am, it's going to overflow into clarity in what I do. I'm going to keep throwing logs on the fire of my mission. So I can listen to somebody's schedule and go, okay, I hear a lot of C tasks there. I hear a lot of B tasks you're having to ramp up into. You're not really wanting to do them. Let's not try to do anything other than throw the logs on those a tasks the rest of care but so, itself so i think that's the 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 part of that that's so hard for me is is i think there's so much is even when you have i think when you have a team or not even contractors or 
just other people that you're interacting with or working, collaborating with, some of those C tasks are things that take care of them. And maybe I'm just like wired to care too much about that. But that's the part of it where I think some of those things that are C tasks as far as what I want to do every day are things that for right now I need to do and I would like to eventually not do them. But is there, I don't know, that just that part of it feels hard. Let's unclick that. So the way that, because all this could feel, it's not black and white. I mean, it's, it's gray. You got to get a feel for it. But let's unclick that in your brain. Um, and what I mean is there are people that I would drop everything for and do um, in the middle of whatever. They can send me something. Hey, can you look at this real quick? I'll do it. Uh, okay. It doesn't matter what I have planned on doing. Um, did it yesterday for a friend. This morning I looked at something you sent over. Um, I'm doing that, and it's coming from a place of true joy and excitement to serve them. It's not a C task because one of my values uh, – is is being generous, and so you know if I I walk people through this thing in the the write a new ending podcast, it's earlier on on how to really figure out what are those north star values that mm. anchor you in in the moment to make fast decisions about who you are and how you want to be known. And so for me, you know. It, if, if that's not coming from an authentic place where caring for the team members is something that I eventually want to outsource, then it's, you know, why do it now? Uh, figure out how to unblock it in your brain so that it's coming from a place of, I really love doing this for them, and it's a priority to my day. And you'll find a lot more time and energy and inspiration for it. Again, it's looking at what, Take it. what fulfills you, what are you having to ramp up for, it's neutral and what drains you. And if it's draining you, you know, then I tried to write. Writing drains me. Uh, so I've, we've had to figure out processes for the books that we're doing that get me in my best spot where I can edit and fine-tune things after I've kind of articulated it. Um, you know, so that's what I mean by throw the logs on the fire. That makes sense. Task mission, let it crowd out the rest. Now, there's always pretty much everybody in any small business can afford to set aside $50 a month. You feel like you can't to, you know, set up, get magic now, whatever that texting thing is, it'll do things real fast. You know, do the lowest level. I don't even know what those things are. Uh, I should know that stuff. Yeah, I need to check it out. I mean, I've I've got it on my to do list to add to my flow next month. Um, and but you could outsource into some assistant. There's different things. You know, I know Zertral just shut down, but there's always stuff popping up. Figure it out. That's the thing. When A compels you, you will figure out what to do for B and C. Gotcha. And I know this sounds crazy. That uh, um, that it's like you just. Throw the logs in the fire, it works out. No, it's messy still. You let people down. Y- you you make mistakes. I had somebody email me last night. Hey, I still haven't heard from you on. And I'm like, oh, crap, I need to email them back. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. I will do that. Yeah. I will get back with you. Uh, and I set aside time to do it, and I'm going to do it. But I know that I can hear somebody's schedule and just go, let's move that to A. And that has been the biggest thing for me when I look at the flow of the week because we all know what it's like for a year to go by. And it's like, what did I ship? 
right? Seth Godin, what did I create? What did I build? If it's nothing, then I don't really have a business. I have a practice. I'm just doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, you have like a uh, an idea. Yeah, which is so easy. It's for everybody. You know, you just figure it out. Uh, so I went to write to try to work on a book and the flow wasn't working. So we did a different flow and that's working. And we're about a month behind now because of it. But <laughs> yeah, it's working so well that it's a little delayed. <laughs> well, what made it delayed was me trying to force something that wasn't happening. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, all right, let's do that. Which takes us in the last one for me. These are just like four things that have helped a ton, you know, rejecting the thing they say I can't do. Starting my day so the rest is a bonus. Prioritizing and thinking through how my task flow looks. And this is the big one. Falling in love with your soil. Um, like the gr- the dirt? The like quality of dirt that you're standing around? Exactly. So if you w- walk by and see me like holding dirt to my cheek, yeah. nurturing, comforting. It's like a way. Dwight, Dwight Schrute beet farm <laughs> sort of thing. Exactly. Dude, that was a good pull. That was awesome. Thanks, man. Um, no, you actually spoke this in. Like I've, I can point to like a handful of moments in my life where people, metaphorically speaking, grab my face and go, you need to do this. Uh, a guy years ago was like, you need to search out and study worth like you have leadership, which freaking opened up so much about sight shift. Wow. Um, you know, I had a moment like that in college and dude, you had one of those moments with the business and starting it and going after it. And you were like, you know, I I forget your exact words. I have them written down somewhere. Um, but it was, you know, you've got to learn to love what you have right now. The, the Mumford and Son lyrics, I know we've talked about them, love the sky you're under, love the ground you're on, the soil you're on. And so that's the idea there. And everybody's in love with where their business could be or should be, but it's not there. And if you're not building something that you love right now, I have a ton of people that I've met with where they've, um, they've built a life they hate with people they love. Or they wish they could love more. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's... You should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> it's... Uh, I'll do it. I already started the business <laughs> sitting here. Um, but, you know, for me, that was like an awesome truth moment. And I can't get enough of it. I keep coming back to it. And you hear people like, for listeners that know of Seth Godin, you know, he's like, it's not about getting more clients. It's about finding more ways to serve the clients you have. Um, And yes, that's not always true, okay? Nothing ever is. Nothing's black and white. It's all gray. But there's so much to chew on there, so much wisdom there. And that's been so huge for me just to go, you know what? I may have you, I may be used to like managing 100 acres and I have an acre now. But freaking I'm going to love this acre with everything I have. Gosh. And I'm going to be able to stick my hand in the soil and know, like, oh, it needs some water. Oh, it needs this. And the rest will be there when it needs to be. Um, And that brings me a ton of joy. And the moments I get away from that, I know that I've lost my way and that I'm distracted. And I'm still doing some A tasks to scale up the conversation. Okay? Okay. 
Those may not work. I don't know. So I'm going to do those A tasks that scale up the conversation in a way that adds value to the people that are with me now. Um, And that's been really clear for me to say, okay, how do I write this email? How do I shape this? How do I position this? Um, And and I can't wear it out. My my mind is blown a little bit because I think that articulates... There's not a business that walks in our doors that I ever run into where I don't think they could be... I think they could all be successful so much faster, or at least they could be make enough money for themselves so much, you know, like at least sustainable so much faster than they believe that they can. And it has nothing to do with the work that we do for them. It has everything to do with... Um, I think so many people skip over their close network or their ground or the people that they run into all the time. I'm trying to think of like what in the business, in the business owners that we connect with, it seems like, why do they do that? They're doing that. Mostly they're like, it seems like they probably are comparing themselves to some other business. They think they're supposed to be like more than just being their own weird version of themselves. Yeah. Well, they started something and they started it with a future vision in their head of I'll love it when it gets here. Mm. And in some way, what they started is an expression of who they are. They wouldn't have started it most likely. It could be 2% off. It could be 98% off. And the more that they can steer that back into who they are and have so much fun with it, it changes how you interact with people. Okay, so here's a perfect example. Uh, I'm not on LinkedIn, and I don't have business cards. <laughs> like, there's... Well, that kind of goes back to the first thing, rejected things people say you should do. Yeah. Uh, you know, do I think LinkedIn would add value to me? Yes, but it would feel like a C task. And I know it may be delivering for businesses that are people... that For people that are listening to this right now, and you need to be on LinkedIn, so be on LinkedIn. You know, do what you need to do. Okay, don't confuse that. Yeah. Um, but I don't. Uh, I, I'm not on there. And then I don't have business cards. I've had people say you got to get business cards. I get asked for business cards. Um, you know, at least once a week, there's just a direct ask. Can I have your business card? And there are weeks when it's like I want to have one to give them so bad because like I need to close a deal right now. Yeah. Um, not even like in an hour. <laughs> I need to close it right now. And I need you should to just carry. carry. You need to carry around invoices <laughs> instead of business cards. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, you could. Here's an invoice. Uh, and just, I, just here's a square reader. So just slide the card. Dude, square uh, square isn't going to do it. And small businesses feel that. That's like a two day delay before it hits your account. I need you oh. to write me an old fashioned check. Uh, Cash would be best. Cash is even better. (laughs) Do the ATM. You carry enough around to close a coaching program. Cash. Oh, that's funny. But so here's the thing. I'm like, you have a business card. I'm like, I don't. Now I found a really fun way to give a URL out, which maybe we'll share that sometime. Where I get an immediate reaction of that's awesome or a just a hilarious laughter, and it's a memorable URL that I give out, and that is the business card. Um, and, and when I made that decision, I was like, what would the people that I serve now think is fun? I think it's fun. 
Is it attuned to them? Do they think it's fun? And the consistent reaction has been, oh, you got to tell so-and-so, who's also a client, because they'll think it's fun. You know, it's, it's been a fun little thing to spread. And it's a reflection of who I am. Yeah. And it is me loving the ground that I'm on. Um, what does it look like? What's that look like? Because I know in our conversations that that's been something that you've... Um, wrestled with. Yeah, you've grown into, or you've, I don't know, grown into is weird. Been humbled into. How about <laughs> yeah, that? I'll I don't take know. that. You've shrank into? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but it's one of those things that I think was like learned. Like, what is that? Have you, A, like, what is that? How has that changed how you interact with people, with tasks, with things? And B, is there benefit from that? Like, what has been, is it, I mean, that's a nice idea to, like, love yeah. wherever you are. But, um, you know, is it better to love where you are? Or like, why is it, does it work out? Yeah, that's great. Uh, so where it came from was really about seven years ago, starting a journey that I didn't plan on. This is very just hard, humbling, and learning to love that space and then seeing a ton of fun come out of it. And I thought, man, I'm going to do this for a long time. And then that phase ended. And so then with with doing sight shift and going after this, there's been a lot more clear-minded, uh, you know, approach to say, I want to build the house here and I want to build it this way. And I still get distracted sometimes and I've made mistakes where I go, oh, man, let's squeeze a 10,000-square-foot home, you know, on this little parcel of land rather than going, no, this is the... This is the pants we need to wear right now. You know, so many people <laughs> yeah. are like wearing pants too big for themselves. Uh, and, and that's a part of what I was talking about with the task prioritization. Where are we at right now? What do we need to do? Um, I'm going to have that big vision for what's next. So like I could show people my quarterly uh, like big idea task list. I could show up to five years. And honestly, it's freaking crazy stuff. There's no way. The big, hairy, audacious goals Jim Collins talks about. Uh, and it's living in attention. I'm present engaged and I'm future focused. I have right. a future vision. I'm present engaged. That's so huge. And so the benefit is, yeah, you, you react and respond as you need to without doing it from a panic state and compromising your vision. Um, and so in today's market, especially just the reality is it's not a competitor who's going to do it better. It's a disruption. So what's it look like for me to build a deep connection with people who are with me in this? I'm with them. I go to sleep thinking about their problems. Sometimes I want to help them fly with all that I can. And they're doing the same with me. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. That's everything. I think, yeah, I think the other thing I, when you talk this idea of like loving your ground or loving the soil, like loving where you are, loving the people that you're with, um, a little bit of like I get pulled in sometimes to do a little bit of career co- coaching, counseling. People are trying to change their careers. I had a really dramatic sort of two-year journey into doing the thing I wanted to do. Um, and when I talk to them, I always tell them to think of who, what people do you want to be around every day. That's your soil, right? So like you can pick – what are the types of people you want to be around every day? Um, and that was something for me that has helped keep, has helped us innovate and do things creatively because I can forget about trying to impress people 
on other soil, right? Or on other plots of land that are not mine because I don't need to tend to those. Mm -hmm. And so I don't need to worry about like how we can build branding um, procedures and processes that impress, you know, fortune 5,000 companies because those are not the people we're working with. Um, And so I don't really even need to play in that ball game at all. And so it lets you be, I I think one, like it's, it frees me up to be myself, but also to, innovate in a way that really is connected to my audience. But two, I think the other part, you tell the story often of the Uber driver who was going to dental school but wanted to be a woodworker, mm-hmm. right? And so I think there's sometimes where people don't, like you need you need to go to the soil that you love. Like stop. There's a part of it where, where sometimes we need to like look around and stop chasing greener grass somewhere else. Because that's sort of a lie. But then there's the other truth that's sometimes we just need to go after the thing that we're super excited about. I, I so many we you know, we live in Ohio. Chris, how many people during the winter talk about moving to California? Yeah. Right? Like everybody. freaking everybody. Yeah. It's like negative twenty here and we all no one goes out of our homes and we're like, Why do we live here? Um, everyone goes through seasonal depression. Um, it's like as a, as a society, our city changes. Um, and there's times I want to look at people and say, go move. Like if you, if we all hate it so much, you can legitimately move. That's fine. Like that's, you should do that. Um, and career wise, same way or work wise or team or the people you're with every day. If you don't want to be working with the people you're working with and you like change, you know? And for me, and what's so huge for people to grasp what you're saying, is if you are in the hype of adrenaline right now, you can't hear it. You just can't. Yeah. I couldn't. I mean, I had something going really awesome, and it took it going, not bad, but just losing its edge. It, 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 you know, for a few years, it had this edge of just insane growth and uh, really fun stuff, and it felt alive and electric. And when that kind of was gone then that true desire surfaced of, oh, this has really been distracting me from what I really want to be doing, which is, you know, now what I do with Sight Shift. And I'd already been doing it for five years on the side, but now it's like, this is the full thing. Got to go after it. Um, I can't imagine being back in that space. And I just talked to enough people that are in that place where, um, they can't hear it when the hype of adrenaline is there and it's giving you some hit that gets you so turned on, um, in a, in a moment, but it's fleeting. Uh, it's really hard to go, you know, what if it went bad, which is why I start, that's where I start with people. Like, this sounds weird. Let's imagine it going bad so we can figure out who you really are and what you want to do. Mm. Um, which is probably yeah. a good place to say that's, you know, the foundational piece, what we want to do with Sight Shift. Dude, anything else you so want to add? Man. That's so good. Um, yeah, no, that's super helpful. Man, thanks for being along for the chat again. Uh, friends, thanks for listening in so much. Glad you're here and have an excellent, whether it's evening or morning, rest of the week, whenever you hear this. Peace. This has been The Sight Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. Thank you for listening.